Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano and welcome to the Harpen on Rugby preview show. Joining me to look ahead to this weekend's latest gig in the Aviva Palooza Festival of Rugby is someone earning cap number 53. Welcome back to Mr. Neil Kiko Keegan. 53, a cap that nearly matches my hairline. I hope you're well. I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. I know it's been a, been a couple of weeks. We gave you a couple of weeks off. So before we crack, <laughs> crack on with the preview, um, maybe uh, tell us, uh, give us a few thoughts what you thought of the uh, Leinster's uh, South African tour. Yeah, I, I obviously the last game aside... Well, I think that did a job for us as well. Like, obviously, going over there with the team we went over there with, with Sean O'Brien leading the way, I think it's great for him. Um, I think it was great for great for the squad to get out there. And, uh, you know, Prendergast getting a couple of games in is massive for him. Great to watch. Uh, and I think getting a bit of a kick in the arse isn't a bad thing. Uh, I just wish it wasn't such a big kick. Uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how those lads bounce back. But, uh, yeah, obviously, I would rather not ship that many points. Uh, in the second game but you know I was happy with the first game I was overall happy I suppose yeah I mean after that win against the Lions uh, we, we I guess we all told ourselves that oh it doesn't matter what happens against the Bulls we'll be we'll, we'll be happy with this tour no matter what and uh, but then of course uh, that, that score got, got, little, got a little bit away from us we kind of got mm. used to putting score lines like that the other way in uh, in recent years. So, um, but uh, I mean, fair, fair, all credit to the Bulls for for not letting up and, and giving us a full eighty minute uh, eighty minute test. And um, like I say, it, like the, considering the team that was out there, it'll stand to them hopefully in the future, and they'll uh, they'll, they'll remember that, and they'll all want to make sure they they make up for it on their next outing. So mm. just make them that much hungrier. They would they wouldn't know if they put the score line the other way, how much would they have learned? So I guess we got to look, look at the positives where we can find them. Okay. So um, now it's time to start harping on this week's feature match, which as you can see, there is uh, Leinster v Toulouse. It is of course the uh, semifinal of the Heineken champions cup. And it kicks off in the Aviva Stadium at 3 p.m. on Saturday, April the 29th. The match is being broadcast on RTE2 and BT Sport 3. Leinster named their starting lineup at lunchtime on Friday. So let's have a look, starting with the back line. Uh, Leinster at fullback. We've got uh, Hugo Keenan. The wings are Jimmy O'Brien and Jordan Larmer. The centers are Charlie Natai and Gary Ringrose. And the halfbacks are Jemison Gibson Park and Ross Byrne. Yeah, so I think the, the worry going in, the rumor started going about Henshaw yesterday, day before yesterday. And... Um, you know, only coming back after that wrist injury relatively recently, he would have been, he was, he's massive, uh, massively everywhere. But I think in the midfield and maybe kind of sending them towards DuPont at different points would have been a great idea. Uh, but he's out and uh, Charlie's coming in. As we've been saying during the season, Charlie's been, once he settled, he started settling well. Um, it's a massive game for him. Absolutely massive. Like when you look at the other changes, Larmer coming in, you know, Larmer's hungry. I, I, he's got he's got pedigree. I'm not too worried about that. Keenan is obviously safe as houses, um, and Jimmy O'Brien as well. And so I'm, I'm massively worried about the midfield. Um, I know uh, I know Ringrose is there as the as a leader, but we really needed Henshaw. So it's Charlie has a massive job. We got um, I think it's we'll talk about the bench in a minute, but our 23 may be called in. Um, you know, hopefully not too early, but it will be. Um, he will be called upon. As I said to you just before we started, I wasn't really thinking about the game up until this morning. Uh, and then I woke up very nervous. And this is just little reasons why. Uh, you know, it's, it's still a great selection. Uh, there's still, you know, there's still medals in that, in that back line. There's still experience in that back line. Just in comparison to our A1 squad, there's a couple missing and those couple missing are huge. 
Yeah, absolutely. And like the one thing that anyone would have thought, oh my God, Leinster going into a Heineken semifinal without Johnny Sexton. And you didn't even mention that and you didn't need to. Yeah. Um, that's that's a big deal. That's a big plus for, for Ross Byrne right there. We're all confident with him starting starting the big European games. Um, I, the one thing I did ask just a few weeks ago, just after the Grand Slam when we were talking, going into, back into European matches, I just did, said a little prayer to the rugby gods. If we get on, on the injury front, if we could just get... Henshaw and Ringrose to the end of the season. I know there's going to be injuries, but if you just have those two, and of course they're cruel and they didn't listen. And I probably did something, <laughs> probably did something to deserve that. But um, no, listen, Charlie, it, it's, it, it would be fine. It, it's just, it's not so much even his ability, but just the fact that this is his first game back after, yeah. after a layoff as well. So they're, they're obviously going to be going for him. But like you say, he's got Ring Rose with him and he's got him on the outside. Ring Rose is, is great defensive reader. He's, he's the one calling uh, shots to, to Nate. So Nate listens to him and gets their pos- defensive covering. We, we hopefully should be okay there. So uh, fingers crossed. Okay, we're going to move to the forwards now. And the front row is uh, Andrew Porter, Dan Sheehan, and Ty Furlong. The second row, Ross Maloney and James Ryan, the skipper. And the back row, Clayton Doris, Josh Van Der and Jack Conan. Yeah, uh, another vote of confidence in Maloney. Um, again, I know nothing about nothing. I was just wondering if you throw Jenkins in there for a bit of beef and scrum when you look at what they're up against. But you can Maloney, they won't be picked unless they're going to do a job. So, you know, same with Charlie. He's not going to be picked if he's not fit and, and can't do the job. So Maloney's right there, uh, new contract in hand, ready to rock and roll. Uh, our front row is is uh, is a bit more mobile than theirs. Uh, size difference is there, but they're a bit more mobile, which I think may help us uh, the later we go. Um, and then the back line, you got Doris Vanderfleer back in and, and Conan. Like Conan getting a start is massive. You know, there was talk about him having having physical issues for the last while. He's back in, back ready to rock and roll. The back line is, is or the back row uh, is always very impressive. So I think it's, for me, it's the, 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 the fights are going to be obviously in the pack, but there's going to be midfield and there's going to be uh, second row. They're, they're where the, the, the big battles are going to commence um, and they're going to be worth, worth watching from the stands. Absolutely. I was looking back on the selections in the previous um, Champions Cup matches and uh, Kylan Doris, uh, he started. He started at eight, then six, eight. then eight, then six. Then he didn't play. I think against Ulster. Then he was seven against mm. Leicester. So now he's back at six. I mean, it just shows how important he is to the to the team. Now he's got. They're, they're going to play him definitely somewhere and mm. uh, anywhere on that back row. And uh, of course, it's great to see uh, Josh back as well. Um, you know, we didn't know how long that injury was going to last. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a great back row. The I mean, for me, considering. Um, how, you know, the thing about Leinster was, oh, they don't have the beefy pack enough for these big matches in Europe, which is kind of the narrative that's been going for the past few years. And rightly so, I suppose you could say. But for me, the, the nearest to a worry is um, Porter has given up more penalties than pretty much anyone else in the competition. And that's not him, just just on him. But I mean, a lot of them have been scrum penalties and all this kind of stuff. But now that that's known, you, you you wonder, you know, is he might he draw attention to himself? But if that's the worry, um, that's something that's easily fixable. I'm not that worried about even Ross Maloney coming in. I was singing his praises on the rap pod for his whole body of work over the season. Mm-hmm. He's he's played in vast. He's only not been involved in about two matches, I think, all Leinster season, and um, and he's he's 
thoroughly earned his place. And to have him, especially against this particular second row, to to, try, to have faith in him to go with Ryan against them with Jenkins as a backup is, a, is, yeah, is yeah. not a bad way to be at all. Okay, we're going to move to the bench now. And uh, we've got uh, John McKee, Kean Healy, and Michael Al- Alatoa as the front row. Jason Jenkins, like we said, Ryan Baird as well, the forwards. Yeah. And um, the backs are Luke McGrath, Harry Byrne, and Kieran Frawley. So it looks like um, we're going to make them work hard. Bring on Ryan Baird. Um, even Healy's got a bit of gas on him now as well. So I think they're they're going to try and work them hard, keep the ball in play, so that when the bench comes on, it's fresh legs against not so fresh legs. I think uh, it's great to see Baird ready to rock and roll again. Healy, the Iron Man, Frawley again doing that himself, and Jimmy O'Brien can swap that twenty three jersey for forever now. Um, and, and you kind of go, well, yeah, the, the front row replacement Al Alatoa. Big job he may have to do, um, but I think I think the plan is to to run the legs off them. Um, I, I don't want to see any kind of absorbing tackles in the beginning of the game. I want to see let's try and move them around. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. You're about to tell us, uh, but we need to we need to get these guys moving around and have them sucking wind. Uh, and we need to we need to we need to really work that so that when Ryan Baird comes on and Healy comes on, they're going up against tired legs. Yep, it's definitely it's definitely a beefy bench, all right, and it's uh, it's you know chances are we'll need it. I I was wondering would we go uh, be going for more six uh, two splits in Europe uh, this season, but no, they're they're sticking with the they're sticking with the conventional way, and it's 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 proved it. Like you say, the work gets done in the first ha- first hour of the match, and um, and to such an extent that they're not really needed for the last um, 20, 30 minutes. So hopefully mm-hmm. that's the same uh, this weekend. Okay, so now it's time to have a look at our opposition, which is of course. Stade Toulouse, and as ever, my graphics department will faithfully put the names on the screen, so I won't read them all out. But if you're listening to the podcast, they can be found in the program notes. How do you think their lineups look in Kigo? Well, Genie Mac, uh, now this is my last Leinster game of the season due to the amount of games that are going to be in the Aviva, uh, and what a game to go to. Uh, going to watch Dupont and Entomac live, uh, I'm not going to say it's worth twice the price, but it's mm-hmm. probably just about worth what we're paying. Um, but like you look at that, there's, so, there, there's skill everywhere. Obviously, they're massive, massive up front. I do think we've got a bit of mobility over them in the important spots, uh, even though they are massively impressive. Uh, but I, I, I just think that the midfield is, is geez, unreal. The, the 9 and 10, obviously, are, are frightening. So it's a bit like fighting Mike Tyson back in the day. And it's great for Leinster to look at this, not with fear, but with it's not going to be 60 points. You know what I mean? Like to look at it that way, to know it's not going to be, this is, you got to dig deep. You know what I mean? And, and they will, there's, uh, there's no doubt about that, but they will have to dig deeper than they have in a long time. I know there was a 22 all draw with the South African team. There was a couple of games coming back from Ulster against Ulster in the RDS. This is going to be another step up from there. At least we've had those so far this season, which is good. But I think for, 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 for our opposition on Saturday, there, there's a target on that blue jersey, as we saw as in South Africa, uh, and, and they're going to be no different. They fancy it. It's it's not a shot to nothing, but they can throw everything at Leinster, um, and I think they're going to do that from the start. And I think what we what we have to do as a team is not allow. Sometimes we allow too many tackles to soak too many tackles because of the defence, uh, and it used to be a problem in the big jersey as well. So we need to start going forward and kind of putting pressure as much pressure as you can on on their nine and ten. And kind of make it uncomfortable, even though, you know, it's probably not going to work based on how they're playing. But we need to make it uncomfortable for their decision makers uh, to the point where DuPont will make a decision and everyone else on the team. We see it every once in a while. Everyone else in his team will go like this. 
<clears throat> and then catch up with him. And there's a tiny bit of space around him. And that's where if you make him uncomfortable, he'll make that decision and everyone around him maybe half a second slow. And that's when the speed of our back row gets in there. Josh gets in there. Conan gets in there. And they they they, they make uh, make a bit of damage, make a bit of damage, turnover on DuPont. And the more that happens, the more it gets into his head and the team's head. Because I think if you can, like anything, if you control the head of the team, which is him, the body's just going to follow whatever happens. So I think if we squeeze a ra- irrational decision out of someone who plays in an irrational way, that might open up a few seconds for us to take advantage. Yeah. Be, uh, I mean, what we've seen so far um, this season, especially the second half when we've had closer contests, um, mm-hmm. is that teams come to play Leinster with a special game plan for Leinster. Um, I've always said that, uh, you know, you've got your game plan for the beginning of the season for, your, for the rest of the, and then you've got your game plan for Leinster. It's a separate, it's a separate thing altogether. And, um, but I don't think, I think Toulouse are a major exception to that. We've been talking about, they, they don't, they have their own style of playing. They have their own way they want to play. And if they try to deviate from that, then they're on the back foot mm. from the start. And they've tried it before. And the thing is, this is their third crack at a semifinal, European semifinal in the last few years at the Aviva. So um, they've, they've made mistakes. They've tried DuPont at 10 and they've tried all these little um, all different things. To, and they're probably better off playing their own game and, and making us beat them that way. And if they do that, and spe- you know, it's not just their backs. They've got backs that can hurt you. There's a penalty. Give them penalties. Ramos is going to knock them over mm. again and again and again. They're going to build the score that way if they have to. But then they've got those forwards. They got that. Got, they got Arnold winning all the lineouts and Mafu's a beast who's going to have to be going to have to be handled when he gets if he gets uh, on the road. It's going to be hard to stop. So there's a lot of areas there where they can hurt you. And of course they've they've got a good bench as well. That got Retier can come off mm. the bench and and score tries for fun as well. So there's a lot going on there. But it's all about how we play them. And um, the the fact is, no matter how scary their lineup looks, it matches up well with. Leinster's at the very least, and uh, and and we do have the home advantage. Okay, so uh, we'll move on to the officials now. And as you can see there, uh, Wayne Barnes is um, holding the whistle there with an all-English um, uh, team there. Now, it's like you said, uh, we're going to have a look at the weather now. The weather for Dublin on Saturday afternoon is officially uh, variable clouds with a passing shower. So that's 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 what AccuWeather has to say this week. 17 degrees, it's saying, uh, 62% rain with not much of a wind. So uh, decent enough conditions for, uh, for D4 on a Saturday afternoon. Which brings us to our predictions. And we'll just do the two semifinals uh, this week. Starting, we'll start with the, the other one that's going to be on Sunday. That's uh, La Rochelle hosting Exeter. Yeah, La Rochelle by quite a bit. Um, I used to... I, I still have a soft spot for Exeter. I like the way they run the club and all that. But it's just... It's not really the Gallagher Premiership is not good, and 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 they they are the best of a bad lot, um, and but they were contenders for quite a while. I just don't think they have it in them. I think I think La Rochelle, um, you know, if they keep their heads, they're they're going to put a, a fair score on them, and that's that's one finalist right there. Yeah, I mean, you might have fancied Exeter if they if they were at home. Possibly, um, they might have been able to make a bit of home advantage. But uh, um, over over there in France and semifinal stages, no matter what's going on in the top fourteen, La Rochelle now they're full concentrating on Europe. They want to retain that title, and you can totally see them winning well. Okay, and of course that leaves us with our match at the Aviva, Leicester v Leicester v Toulouse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're we're in the stadium, hot rain as you just said, seventeen degrees and rainy. I think we're going to win. I, I, we're going to win. Um, I, obviously not going to be easy I'm worried about injuries I think it's Leinster with a try converted by Harry Byrne the last try of the game is 65 minutes and we win by 7 
Very specific and very possible too. Okay, we'll go, we'll, we'll we'll put that down and check it afterwards. Um, and uh, now, just before, just to say, um, best of luck, of course, to Nicola Friday and the Irish women's squad ahead of their Six Nations state with Scotland on Saturday evening. They really have their work cut out to avoid the wooden spoon, but hopefully that will stop all Irish rugby fans from giving them their full support. Can I just say one thing on that because I, I know there's a lot of narratives and things going on. We're old enough to remember when we were getting wooden spoons, not just from our parents, but on the rugby pitch as well. So this is this is all part of the game. You've got to be, you know, you've got to know where you're starting from to get to where you want to go. We weren't Grand Slam team for, what did we say, 60-something years mm. before we won the, fir- the first one. And that was our lifetime. Our parents didn't have that. So if, this is, if it is rock bottom, this is where we are. And we have to be realistic with where it is, but we have to support the team. The team are out there knocking everything in to try and improve. And you can see improvements on as we go, but there is a big gap in terms of professionalism, all that sort of stuff. So it's up to the Blazers now. You either want to do it or you don't. That's where we're at. That's literally where we're at. Skillful players all over this island. Do you want to do it or don't you? But it's up to us to support them. So tune in, share all the social media posts. Uh, If you use TikTok, it's all over TikTok as well. Share everything, build awareness, bring the family down to, to the matches when they're on. But we've got to support them. And then it's up to the Blazers to go. They either want to support them or they don't. And if they don't, you know, it's a terrible decision, but at least they've made a, a decision. They're splinters in their arses now, not making any. Amen to that. Okay, man, we're going to leave it there. Many thanks to Kigo for joining me for another preview show. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Fingers crossed for tomorrow. Indeed. And uh, be sure to join the conversation on Macedon throughout the match, and then maybe head over to our Facebook page at Full Time to leave your thoughts there. In the meantime, enjoy your weekend of rugby wherever you are, and stay safe, everyone. Slon.